Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Hashtag Gen Z. I'm your host, Megan Grace. Hashtag Gen Z is a podcast about, as you guessed it, Generation Z, the generation of young people born between 1995 and 2010. It's about who they are, what they believe in, why they do what they do, and what makes them different than any other generation. In this episode, we're diving into a topic that has fascinated me for years, entrepreneurship. While at the University of Arizona, I was able to teach a course on social entrepreneurship and how leaders can create positive change through business. Since then, I've remained intrigued by the bold individuals who start their own businesses and chart their own course. But starting a business is not just reserved for those of older generations. Entrepreneurship has a broad appeal for those in Generation Z. In fact, the Northeastern Innovation Imperative study found that 42% of members of Generation Z want to work for themselves. Another study by the marketing firm Millennial Branding found that 64% of members of Generation Z have aspirations of wanting to start their own business with nearly half desiring to be their own boss and two-thirds wanting to make a leap into starting their own business. Entrepreneurship is on the brains of many Generation Z young people, but where is the surge of entrepreneurial spirit coming from? Well, for starters, they've seen millennials come before them, create businesses that have shaken up industries. They see people like Mark Zuckerberg create Facebook, Evan Spiegel and Bobby Murphy create Snapchat, or Michelle Fan take her YouTube presence and turn it into a successful beauty brand, Ipsy. Entrepreneurship, while it has its risks, also has some very alluring benefits. Flexible hours, being your own boss, and setting your pace for your professional success. Until recently, training for entrepreneurs was likely reserved for students enrolled in the business school. But for many in Generation Z, they desire creating a business out of their passion, which they might pursue outside their academic studies. Or they might not attend college at all, but still aspire towards engaging in entrepreneurship. So how will Generation Z go about getting the training, information, resources, and support they need to start their own business? My guest in this episode commits her life to doing just that. Haley Hoffman-Smith is the author of the book, Her Big Idea, which is about inspiring creativity, ideation, and women's empowerment. Her Big Idea debuted as a top three bestseller in women in business. Haley is a recent Phi Beta Kappa graduate of Brown University, where she wrote her honors thesis on how women develop their sense of self-agency and entrepreneurship and venture capital. During her time at Brown, she was president of Women's Entrepreneurship and started the first ever Women's Entrepreneurship Incubator. She's also the co-founder of the Her Big Idea Fund, 
which is a partnership with Brown's Nelson Center for Entrepreneurship to award grants to women who apply with big ideas. Haley's start in entrepreneurship began at age 18 when she founded an international nonprofit for girls' literacy and empowerment. Since then, she's committed her personal and professional life to helping entrepreneurs grow. She currently serves as the director of community for NextGen Summit, a premier entrepreneurship community with over 2,500 members. Haley's not only an entrepreneur herself, but has a passion for supporting and empowering her peers as they aspire towards their entrepreneurial goals. She's such great insight, and I'm so excited to share her story. I'm so excited to welcome my guest today, Haley Hoffman Smith. We were connected through friends of friends and you know we, we've kind of been joking as we've been chatting the, the universe has worked in mysterious ways and bringing us together and we've really jammed out since our first conversation so I'm excited to welcome Haley onto the podcast today and have her share about her experiences with entrepreneurship this is something I've been interested in since I started kind of working with this with students when I was working on a campus but Haley's got such an incredible story. So I'm actually going to turn it over to her and have her, you know, Haley, tell a little bit about yourself, your experiences so far in life and what you're doing. Yeah, of course. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. It's true that the universe brought us together. I love all of our synergy. Yeah. So a bit about me. I just graduated from Brown uh, in May and at Brown, I studied gender studies and entrepreneurship, really like the, the nexus of these two. So my area of passion is women's entrepreneurship at Brown. I started the first ever women's entrepreneurship incubator. So I helped women on campus bring their ideas um, from concept to reality. And now my full-time job is working as the director of community for NextGen Summit. So I'm helping entrepreneurs all the time. We're a community of over 2,500 entrepreneurs now. So we plan events, webinars. Um, we try to find ways to give them resources and just make sure we're offering all that we can to help them um, with their companies. I also just published my second book. It's called Her Big Idea. It came out on June 11th. So just coming up on the two week mark of when it first came out. And it's about um, women in ideation and coming up with your big idea. And I launched that book in conjunction with a fund called the Her Big Idea Fund in partnership with Brown University's Nelson Center for Entrepreneurship. So the idea is that a woman can apply to the fund and receive grant money to bring her big ideas to life to mitigate risk taking and half of the proceeds from the book go to the fund. That's incredible. I I feel like every time I record a podcast episode, I'm like, wow, I was such a joke at 18, 20, 21, 22. Um, It's incredible all the awesome things that you're doing. And I'm really excited to to chat more about kind of your story and experience with, I don't want to say falling into entrepreneurship, but finding entrepreneurship. Because in my experience, interacting with entrepreneurs, I'm not one myself, but it's not necessarily something I don't think anyone plans to do. So how did you, when did you first start to think, you know, maybe entrepreneurship's a thing for me, and how, what was kind of your pathway to finding this? Because you're, you're definitely passionate about it. And I'm always interested to hear more about what has helped people find their passion. Oh, I love that question. Uh, so for me, it was my freshman year of college. And I became obsessed with this idea for a nonprofit, um, which went on to be Lit Without Limits, soon being for Literature Without Limits. But I really was obsessed with this idea of donating books to girls internationally. And my mom urged me to press further with that. And she was like, well, what else are you going to do? And so I added a curriculum that I wrote to go along with the books. We were donating I Am Malala. Uh, And then, yeah, I sent them out internationally to girls in mentoring groups. So they'd form little like book club chapters. And when I started this, I had no idea that I was an entrepreneur. For me, I just thought it was like an initiative or no different from starting a club on campus, which I had done. 
And I remember my aunt commended me for my entrepreneurial spirit. And that was the first time I saw myself as like potentially an entrepreneur, because I think that there's this like misconception that nonprofits are like more abstract. So you're not really an entrepreneur if you're doing a nonprofit as opposed to a for-profit where it's very concrete and you're making a profit. Um, But what I learned is that like it was the best experience possible for learning about business through this nonprofit because I had to understand like how to raise money, the cost of donating the books, uh, the distribution channels. So that was my first experience with it. Uh, My first experience too of like being nagged by an idea and feeling like I had to bring it to life. And after that, I just became totally, totally enthralled with the whole entrepreneurship experience, the branding, the reaching out, the copywriting, all of it. And there's no real, I think, from my experience in working with students in entrepreneurship, there's not a lot of classes outside of your formal business education that is engaging young people in entrepreneurship. But I think that your work with NextGen is something that is serving as a program and a resource and a community for young people. But you know, some of my listeners might not be super familiar. So can you give us just the the 30 second, what is NextGen? And then you know, how did you get involved with NextGen? Sure. So NextGen Summit is an online community of, as I said, over 2,500 entrepreneurs. But what's special about it is that they, I mean, typically we're like in the millennial age range, but we have everyone from high school up into like 45 years old, very established in their careers. And we talk on the online Facebook community, offering each other resources, opportunities, asking for help, uh, just really driving networking, but we also bring it offline. So we have our big flagship event once a year in June. We just had it in New York City, the Next Gen Summit. And then we also have smaller events, like we had one in LA and at Harvard uh, this past year. So it's all about trying to mobilize entrepreneurs really all over the globe and bring them together and provide all the resources that we can for them. And I first became involved in NextGen when I was a junior in college. And I met with someone um, who was interested in coming to Brown. And so I really, it's really funny how the conversation even got there and how serendipitous it was. But I was telling her about my own entrepreneurial experiences. And she was an entrepreneur too. And she said, oh, are you, have you heard of this thing called NextGen? And I'd never heard of it. And she was just raving on and on about it and how much it's like helped her in her career. And she messaged the founders, Justin and Dylan, and asked if I could be a part of it. And immediately once I joined, I got my first ever paid speaking gig, which I thought was a really big deal because I wasn't necessarily like established in my career at that time and started to meet the most incredible people and make connections. And it was really like revolutionary, the power of this huge network that all they do is like they're there to help each other. So I feel really fortunate to come on board um, as their first full-time team member. I'll start full-time here in about two weeks, but I've been working for them for a year now. That is awesome. And I I love that you use the word serendipitous because I I feel like that is so much of a part of an entrepreneur's story. But I love that there's this community of young people and, you know, a lot of Gen Z is looking at entrepreneurship and and you see it firsthand in the work that you're doing, both with the online community, but also the the summits that you're putting on through NextGen. In what ways do you see entrepreneurship gaining popularity among your peers in Generation Z? I think entrepreneurship right now, it almost has, and maybe I'll like let, get some flack for this, but I think it has, it's such a buzzword right now. Like it has this connotation now of like anybody is calling themselves an entrepreneur, like so much so that I don't even like calling myself one uh, just because I don't really have a company right now. Like, yeah, I work for a startup and I have a book and a fund, but um, I think people are seeing that 
entrepreneurship in general, it's like about creating anything that you want. Um, I see that I, I like to use the, the term innovators instead. So what are you innovating? If Whether you're a thought leader, you're starting a book, you're starting a podcast like you are, Megan. Uh, how are you contributing your ideas and your innovations to the world? Um, but the reason that I think entrepreneurship in general is getting popularity is because it's so glamorized right now. Um, but I the part of it that I've noticed is that, especially in like communities like NextGen, everyone's very authentic about the challenges that come with entrepreneurship because it is no walk in the park. It is really difficult and startups fail all the time. Like 90% of startups fail. So I think encouraging more people to be innovators first and to try something and put it out there before they're starting full-fledged companies is a really good idea. And to make sure that we're not necessarily gla- glamorizing it because then when people get into entrepreneurship and they're starting companies and they're realizing how hard it is, it can be very isolated. Absolutely. And I think that it's it's awesome you use, you know, this idea of innovation and, and dreaming the big dream. And we're going to get to the, the big idea a little bit later. But in some ways, I'm seeing from again, from an external perspective. So I'd love your your viewpoint on it that there are a lot of young people today that want to change the world and they want to do it through business. Are you seeing that a lot of the the people that you're interacting with, especially at the collegiate level or even younger, are engaging in these business pursuits with a socially focused motivation and and mission behind it? Yeah, I would say yes. It's not overwhelming necessarily, but typically what I've seen is stories much like my own where they start something because they're passionate about making a difference and they don't know that makes them an entrepreneur or it's just an initiative that turns into a company. Um, I've also noticed, and a lot of this is just from the methodology that I was taught at Brown about entrepreneurship, that um, innovation is really just about solving somebody's problem. So in that case, a lot of entrepreneurship and products are socially focused because they're intended to reach the target market, solve their problems, ease their pains, and give them what they're looking for. So you work a lot with Gen Z entrepreneurs, which I'm just, the confidence that young people today have to go out and do something like that just astounds me and not even in a way of like it's overly confident it's like one of those things I don't think I could have ever done at some of the ages that we're seeing young people start businesses who are some of the Gen Z entrepreneurs that you work with or are inspired by or both yeah so just as I was seeing the story of how I first heard about NextGen the girl who told me about NextGen uh, when she was 15 years old her name's Noah Mintz she started a company called Nannies by Noah that has profited millions and millions of dollars when she was 15 years old, mind you. So she was on like the Steve Harvey show, like NBC, the Today Show, like gained so much press for it. Obviously, it's just a remarkable story. And that's really what blows me away. Like her, I mean, she didn't know much about business, but she just went for it because she had an idea. And that's always inspiring. Um, Additionally, in my um, incubator at Brown, I was really inspired by the women who joined the incubator. Some of them had companies that were further along than others. Like really the intention of the incubator was to help them get their companies off the ground, but some came just to learn. Um, So there's a girl named Joyce Sunday who goes to Brown and she started a healthy food um, snack company with Ethiopian grains called Che. And then another friend of mine in the incubator, her name is Elodie Freeman. She started a clothing company using all recycled materials. And I think she has a really interesting business model. So I'm always inspired when I'm talking with all of these Gen Z entrepreneurs and seeing the amazing things they're coming up with and the fact that they're doing it at a young age, because I agree, um, it's just, it's really hard to venture into the area of entrepreneurship, but these women who are going at it with all they have and really making a lot of success out of it, it's inspiring. Absolutely. I love hearing about the the cool businesses that 
you know, people and these more ventures in some ways, because as you've said, some people don't realize that when they're innovating, they, they can be creating a business. I'm constantly amazed at the the awesome businesses that Gen Z is, is sprouting up in and making a difference, but also learning how to like make a profit at the same time. That's something that I think takes a great deal of confidence. And so I'm always wowed by that. I'm also wowed by the fact that you just released a book and I'm, I'm so excited to get my copy, start digging into it and learning from your experiences, but you just released her big idea. People can get it on Amazon, but what can readers expect from it? So they're just about to pick it up. What should they be looking most forward to and expect out of the book? So it's funny because what I, how I explain the book and what it appears um, as from the outset is a book about women's entrepreneurship. Um, It was, it was uh, inspired by the funding gap in VC. So the fact that in 2017, only 2% of venture capital spending went to female founders. So when I started to write the book, um, and this was alongside writing my honor thesis at Brown, I contacted the managing director of a prominent venture capital capital firm. And I basically interrogated him about the statistic and was like, why do you think this is? And he said, uh, paraphrase, that women don't come up with ideas that need millions and millions of dollars in funding which didn't really sit well with me, obviously. So I started to research what's behind this, like what's inhibiting women from thinking big or from pursuing the funding when they are thinking big, like how much legitimacy is there to it. So really the book is a testament to the power of big thinking, how we can mitigate risk by big thinking, which is you don't really think that. You think if you're going to do something risky, um, then it's big. But but actually, and what, what I've learned and what I've studied is that the bigger you're thinking and the bigger the idea that you're trying to bring to life, the less risky it is, which is awesome. So um, as you as you go through the book, too, it's a lot about a lot of it is having big ideas about your own life, um, what you're intending to bring to yourself. Um, I, I bring this up because actually today Forbes released an article in the book and it was written by somebody who typically writes about women ascending in their careers. And so she was asking me how the book can be applicable to women who aren't entrepreneurs. Uh, and I, I might add men, it's not necessarily just for women. And it is really this idea of like, if you have an idea of an initiative at work or even an idea of how to like make your personal lifestyle better, like how do you bring that to life and do it in a way that changes your life? Well, I feel, again, I'm excited to read it and have you sign it when I see you next, but Mm -hmm. it's going to be, I'm excited to get that, that like dose of inspiration because I think there's even days that, you know, you wake up and you don't feel like an entrepreneur, but in days I have to do my own business and my own affairs and sometimes you'll not a kick in the butt, but like a little bit of a a nudge and a nod to like, you can do this, go out there and do it. So I love that there's also this element of, you know, pumping people up and encouraging them to do the things that they, they aspire to and dreaming that big dream. And I think that is incredible that you are providing that for other people. And, but also at the same time, providing an avenue for people through your fund at Brown to be able to pursue that dream and make that an actual thing. Because I think a lot of people get really excited about these ideas, um, but they just let it become an idea. Right. You know, I see that from, I've always had friends that are like, how did you write a book? And, you know, how did you make that happen? And I said, you know, what? sometimes you just have to be a little crazy enough to, to think that your dream can be reality and just go get it. So I love that you're helping provide that inspiration to other people and being a light to other people, I think is incredible. I, I think that more people, especially members of Generation Z, are going to to see examples of that and engage in entrepreneurship. But what do you think are some of the potential barriers they might face 
And how do you think older generations can help them along their journey in entrepreneurship? Sure. So I think like what I was saying earlier along the lines of entrepreneurship so glamorized and then you get into it and it's just like so much harder than you anticipated. That can really discourage people. But I would also say that because so many of them are starting out young and they don't have the formal business education, like I don't think you necessarily need it, but a lot of it is things you're going to have to learn along the way. Like there's a really steep learning curve at first. There's no way you're going to need to know everything. And even if you do feel equipped and that you do know everything and you've been studying it for however long, you're always going to come up with some aspect of business that you don't fully understand. Uh, So the older generations can help them. And I think we can all help each other. It doesn't necessarily have to be the older helping the younger, um, just sharing experiences and being there to help. Uh, what we see in NextGen is that people will post and they'll say like, I don't know how to do this. And all these people will jump to help them. And we have that sense of camaraderie, kind of like that quid pro quo between one another where we're all helping each other regardless. And given the diversity of our experiences and backgrounds and industries, it makes the layers of our ability to help each other that much richer. So my next question and my last question, it's something that I like to ask each one of my guests. What is your favorite thing about Generation Z? I love this question. Uh, My favorite thing about Generation Z is that they're not following the status quo. They want to do things differently. They want to inject uh, entrepreneurialism into anything that they do. Even if it's, you know, they're working a corporate job, they want to make their own hours and they want to wear what they want to work and they want to start initiatives at work that that kind of move the needle on what the corporate life really looks like. Um, It's really exciting to see that we have this new age of people who want to do things differently and push against old norms that are sometimes antiquated, but just maybe don't work for them. I think the assumption that millennials and Gen Z are lazy is absolutely not true. I've never seen so many young people doing so much. Um, I really think it blows people away. I'm told all the time. And a lot of my friends are told all the time, like, I can't believe how young you are when you're doing what you're doing. And how can that be if at the same time, everybody's saying that our generation is lazy? I just, I don't see it. And I think we're all motivating each other. I'm right there with you. I'm always just like, I feel like I'm doing a lot of stuff, but then I look at Gen Z and I'm like, they're doing more. And I'm like, I'm always amazed by that. And at such young ages, I think that you're, you're spot on. If anyone were ever to be like, oh, millennials and Gen Z are lazy. I'm like, no, they just do their productivity at different hours and different ways and in different avenues. So um, I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree. And it's like, it's good to have conversations like these and to talk about demystifying those stereotypes and empowering more people because something that you don't consider is that when you are growing up in a generation and other people are constantly calling you like self-entitled and lazy like on one side of it you can seek to prove them wrong but on the other side you start to believe it about yourself once you're told something about a group that you belong to so I really think empowering the next generation and talking about these things is key. Absolutely. And I think that you bring up a good point of after a while, you start to believe it in yourself. And there's a lot of negativity about, you know, different generations. And I always say that it's exactly that is generations exist in different ways because we learned the world from at different times and different perspectives. And that's totally okay. Like difference is good. And we need that. I think that you're, you're spot on in this idea of like, how do we empower each other is a huge question. I don't even think I have it fully figured out in some ways. I think that you brought up this really important aspect of, of learning from one another across generations, providing mentorship across generations, but also there's so many ways that Generation Z can be teaching older generations as much as 
older generations can be providing life experience, guidance, and mentoring to younger generations. So I think it's this idea of like, what can we learn from one another? What are what are each of those generations really good at? And how do we harness that to the best that we can in those settings? I love that. I love that. Perfect words and conclusion. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, Haley, thank you so much for taking the time to chat and and hang out with me today. It, as usual, it's been so wonderful to connect with you and hear more about your experiences and your story. So I appreciate you sharing today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me on. And yeah, I, I love talking about these things and especially with you because I know you get it. So yeah, really excited to be on your podcast and to support you. You can't see me, but I'm blushing right now. <laughs> a young person said, a young person said, I get it. Um, but no, thank you so much. It was fascinating to hear from Haley and learn about her experiences working in entrepreneurship and supporting fellow entrepreneurs. Her insights on innovation and inspiring big ideas definitely re-energized me and made me think about how I can support and help the Gen Z entrepreneurs and innovators I know. I want to thank Haley again for spending some time chatting with me and the work that she does. And a thank you to you for tuning into this episode. If you enjoyed it, please rate, review, and subscribe on your preferred podcast listening platform. And if you have an idea for a podcast episode or a guest I need to chat with, head over to my website, meganmgrace.com, and send me a note. I appreciate all of your feedback, words of encouragement, and suggestions, so please keep them coming. Thanks again for hanging out. Let's continue this conversation, and we'll chat soon. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 